Hey, everybody. I'm Jenny Stone, and you're listening to Season 10, Episode 1 of HR Rescue, Most Common Mistakes in Handling I-9 Forms. If this is your first time listening, welcome. The HR Rescue Podcast provides business owners, new HR professionals, and HR Department of One with solutions and guidance on some of the most common HR issues. You can find us at hr-rescue.com. Here we go. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Now, let's get into today's episode. Did you know, not understanding the difference between correcting I-9s and correcting practices leading to I-9 violations is one of the top 10 mistakes employers make in handling I-9 forms? Employers should provide training so the same mistakes aren't made again and ensure that immigration compliance policies and procedures are updated after corrections are made. Other common I-9 mistakes include allowing untrained staff to administer I-9s, not conducting an internal I-9 audit, having untrained staff engage in the I-9 audit, not supervising new employees filling out Section 1, accepting unacceptable documents, accepting fraudulent documents such as fake lawful permanent resident or Social Security cards, not recording the document title, issuing authority and expiration date, or not recording this information correctly, not making copies of I-9 documents, and making corrections without initialing or dating them. Employers should double-check that they and their employees have filled out every field on the Form I-9. In fact, no field should be left blank on a Form I-9. If the field doesn't apply, put N-A or unknown in the field. Other common mistakes include employees not signing and dating Section 1, or employers not listing the date of hire in Section 2 in the certification clause, and employers not signing or dating Section 2. Employers should not accept a restricted Social Security card that says, not valid without DHS, Department of Homeland Security, work authorization. The employer should record the I-9 expiration date for employees working on a work permit, an employment authorization document, or a work visa, but it should not keep I-9s in the employee's HR files. The employer must re-verify that the foreign national is authorized to work beyond the original expiration date, by examining new work authorization documents. And many organizations do not have a method to track the expiration dates and therefore fail to re-verify. The most common mistakes are timing errors. The most frequent mistake isn't relating to writing information down improperly, although that does happen all the time, but it's related to the timing of the Form I-9. Section 1 must be completed before the close of business the first day of employment. Section 2 must be completed before the close of business the third day after the first day of employment. For example, if the employee is hired on a Monday, Section 2 must be completed before close of business Thursday. It's also important to note that business days relate to the employer. So if the employer is operational over the weekend, the weekend will be counted as business days. This cannot be corrected, but there's a five-year statute of limitations after which it can no longer be used against the employer. When a new hire will be working remotely and resides far away from the company's locations, the employer may authorize a local individual it trusts to complete the Form I-9 verification process. That individual becomes the employer's agent for I-9 verification purposes, and that person might be, for example, a bank representative, a notary, or a lawyer. One mistake that some employers will make in this situation is to have the agent physically examine the documents but not complete Section 2. And sometimes the employer will have the agent complete a separate form or document 
but the employer will complete Section 2 attesting to having examined the I-9 documents. This is incorrect. The individual who physically examined the documents must be the one signing the attestation under penalty of perjury in Section 2. The requirements for electronic retention are also very rigorous and include measures such as reasonable controls, inspection, quality assurance, audit trails, indexing, and the ability to reproduce. Purging forms too early sometimes occurs, in which case the Form I-9s should be treated as missing. The rule is that only terminated employees' I-9s can be purged three years after hire or one year after termination, whichever is later. Sometimes employers will mistakenly purge forms for active employees, which is inappropriate. Failure to retain the original form, unless electronically stored and compliant with those requirements, is also a serious error and will be treated either as a failure to produce the Form I-9 or a missing form. Employers are encouraged to obtain additional guidance for complicated I-9 situations. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode of HR Rescue. The opinions expressed in this program do not represent legal advice, nor should they necessarily be taken as the views of HR Shield or its employees.